will take over for Moses uh, in, uh, in this book. And, and we're going to read about his leadership at this point. But during those years of wandering, uh, I, I call it the longest funeral march in history. Because if you think of an entire generation dying, and you think of the millions that came out of Egypt by the best reckoning of scholars, it was about 1.2 million people who died during those years. 1.2 million dying would average about 85 people a day kicking the bucket. So every waking hour of the day as people were dying off over that period of time, there was that constant reminder of the truth that the wages of sin is death because death was all around them. However, even though people died, even though that whole generation except for two of them died, and you'll see both of those two highlighted in this book, one of the great things about God is his stubborn love. Moses told them in Deuteronomy chapter 6, told that new generation, now they're going over across into the promised land under Joshua. But Moses told them, God brought you out from there that he might bring you in. I love that verse. When God brings you out, he brings you out to bring you in. He didn't bring you out to leave you out. He brings you out to take you somewhere. It's a transition. So the Lord brought you out from there that he might bring you in. And I love God's love. I love his stubborn love. He's committed when he makes a covenant and he made a covenant that they would occupy the land, he brings them in. Just know this. If you are struggling, if you are wandering, if you are wondering, if you feel like you're just holding on by a breath, God always finishes what he starts. He brought you out. He's taking you somewhere. He's not done with you yet. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. As we get into the book of Joshua, a few preliminaries. Number one, this book is a historical book. It's a book of the history of the people, the 12 tribes of Jacob, a.k.a. Israel, and how they have grown, how they have wandered, and how they will occupy the land. So the two big themes of this book are the people and the land. And in, uh, most specifically, that those people would occupy this land of Israel. God made a covenant with them. If you go to Israel today, you will see God's promise right before your eyes. The ancestors of these very same people occupying the very same land that God gave them. God always finishes what he starts. It's a historical book, and you will see the history of the occupation. Chapters 1 through 5, entering the land. Chapters 6 through 12, conquering the land. Chapters 13 through 24, distributing the land. That sums up the whole book of Joshua. They enter it. They conquer the enemies that are within it. They distribute it to the 12 tribes of Israel. It continues the narrative from De Deuteronomy. So it's a historical book. A second thing to note, it's a practical book. Even though we are reading the Old Testament, even though these things happened thousands of years ago, 
It was the Bible from which the Lord Jesus, the Apostle Paul, and all the disciples read from. When they quoted the Bible, they quoted the Old Testament. This was their Bible. And it's a practical even for us. I'm always leery of, of churches, of church leadership that thinks, well, you know, we think we're, we're in the New Covenant. We never read the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. Listen, I, I'm interested to find out what book Jesus, the apostles, and early church leadership quoted from, read from, lived by. Not only that, but we are told plainly in the New Testament about the Old Testament and the stories in the Old Testament. In the book of Romans, chapter 15, Paul writes this, For whatever things were written before, speaking of the Old Testament, including the book of Joshua, whatever things were written before,